uh, I have mentioned this in a, in a, in a message uh, many, many times, but let me bring it again to you in, in this way. In Isaiah chapter 21 and verses 11 and 12, it reads like this. The burden of Duma, he called to me out of Seir. Watchman, what of the night? Watchman, what of the night? The watchman said, the morning cometh and also the night. <clears throat> if you will inquire, inquire ye, return, come. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Uh, and I want to talk about the destruction sin would bring to our lives. When he, when he talks to the, calls to the watchman, the watchman says something very thought-provoking in, in the end of verse number 12. He says, return, come. I mean, how, how do you think that that looks like he's saying, go and come? Does it? And so it's, <clears throat> sometimes it, it might be a little bit, bit confusing. But, <clears throat> but if you'll stay with me for just a moment, someone called from Eden, and, and they called the watchman. And basically the, the, the question was, is how much longer until morning? And the watchman replies, morning is coming, but the night is also will soon return. And so <clears throat> inquire, inquire, desire earnestly and return, turn back with the idea or, or, or the, the concept of returning to the starting point. So basically the, the call would be tonight, uh, watchman, what time is it? Is it morning time? Is it night time? How much time do we have? And so <clears throat> after spending much time in prayer and, uh, and, and getting an answer from the Lord in, in searching this, how much time do we really have? I'm going to tell you that uh, this, is, this is what I feel. I don't really know. Man, that is shocking, isn't it? I'm not sure, but I am sure of this one thing. The Lord is coming very quickly. The Lord is coming soon. The Word of God points to the times and the hours that, that we see things happening, and, and we see a lot of confusion. We see a lot of turmoil. We see a lot of stuff in, in, in this world, and, and I am reminded of, of something that the Lord told me quite some time ago, and it was this. <clears throat> the heavens are troubled. And when the heavens are troubled, there is an explosion of the supernatural. And the heavens are troubled. Uh, the, you can see that in, in the storms. You can see that in, in, the, in the, uh, the everyday life of people. And you can see as all of this stuff brews and all of this stuff goes on. And, and so, so when you begin to look at that, the, the, the watchman replies, you've got to get back to the place where you started from. You know, <clears throat> I, I've told you this before some time ago. You know that, that I love to play golf and uh, uh, not real good at it, but I, but I really like to play. If I was real good at it, I'd be the preacher's cup champion. So I'm not, so, so I'll <clears throat> I will uh, be humble tonight. Obviously, that's the case. And so to, to say that uh, I, I read a book, many years ago that, that Jack Nicholas wrote. And, 
and he was one of the greatest golfers that ever lived. And every so often, perhaps even as much as, as once every year, he would go to his, his instructor. Now, now you're looking at, at Jack Nicklaus, the greatest golfers. He had won all sorts of tournaments. He had, he had got to the, to the pinnacle of, of, of where everybody was trying to get. And, and he was simply the best player in the universe at that time. But he would go back to his coach every year, and he would say, Coach, teach me how to play golf. Even though he knew every detail, perhaps he, he got in something wrong because I, I don't know if you know it, but if you put too much <coughs> left hand in, you could start pulling it a little bit. You might even start <coughs> hooking or slicing. You, it's the way your hands are placed and, and the way, you're, the way you, you address the ball. And, and, uh, <coughs> and so, so you, can, you can get a lot of stuff mixed up in just little things. Little things that, that you, in your mind, you think that you're doing. And, and I remember my brother had a, had a video one time, and he said, hey, listen, I need to put you on video so you can see what you're doing. Wrong. That's the worst thing I ever did. I want, after I saw my video, I wanted to quit golf. I said, that's, not, that, that's the worst golfer I think I've ever seen. But he he went back to his teacher and he said, teach me the basics. We need to get back to to the basics of living for God, a hunger for God, searching for God, so wanting God to move in our lives, so uh, uh, hungry for God and and calling on God at all the time and, and reaching for God. But you see, the time that we live, the things things begin to, to happen, and, and life goes on, and, and people begin to, to uh, get off kilter a little bit, and, and just, just a little bit off, and, and uh, <clears throat> they tell me that if you have a, a ballistic missile that is off just a fraction, it's not going to hit anywhere near the target. And so we need to understand that if we get off a little bit in just a little more time down the road, we're going to be far away and far off. We've got to get back to the basics of loving God, uh, of calling on the Lord, repenting of our sins, and asking God to forgive us of our sins, and, and uh, <clears throat> a hunger to do right and righteously before God. Now, I mentioned this some time ago, and I, I just happened to to remember it, so I'm going to I'm going to bring it up again. Uh, <clears throat> Sister McBride and I were were traveling, and I, I think it was somewhere down in in Louisiana, or or perhaps down uh, uh, a little bit in in some of the states, a little bit lower, and uh, <clears throat> and we saw the most beautiful vine. And she asked me, "What is that?" I said, "That's wisteria." And so <clears throat> she said, "That is the most beautiful, and it is beautiful." Wisteria is so beautiful. And I remember, and I, I talked about this about four or five years ago, that, that there was an article that appeared in the, uh, in the uh, Pentecostal Herald, I think, if I'm, if then, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I, I read that about the destructive power of wisteria that I, I didn't really know. So I did a little research, and this is what I found. It spreads its runners and its runners are everywhere. It can pull down fences. It weaves itself through the tiniest 
fissures or, or cracks and, and, or inciting or, or trim and even windows. As it grows, it breaks apart that siding and breaks windows and moves foundations and, and, uh, and left unchecked, it will destroy anything and everything in its path. One person wrote, just in my neighborhood, the cost of destruction of wisteria is huge because you don't see it. It's the silent killer. Beautiful, great to look at, but when it makes its way under the foundation, grows through, and once it begins to crack, there's no repairing. You've just got to You've got to pull that part down and, and even rebuild. And the vine grows very rapidly, uh, reaching up to 70 feet with 15-inch trunks. Think about that for just a moment, a vine. And the vine curls tightly around trees and shrubs that it is climbing and, and eventually killing trees and other foliage. Getting rid of wisteria is not real easy. It will probably take several seasons from, from my, that I discovered, even from five to seven years, to get rid of it completely. The funny thing about wisteria is its seed is toxic. Birds can't even eat them. And it's one of the most encroaching of vines. It does not coexist with anything, whether plants or structure. When left unchecked, it is a destroyer. Sin is kind of like wisteria. It often has a beautiful appearance. It often looks fun and inviting, but its end is destruction. The devil is marketing his evil as good. Why not try it? What have you got to lose? It's okay. Nothing real bad will happen if things don't walk out, work out. You know what? I'm a big boy. I'll just walk away. If things don't work out, I'll just, you know, I, I, I'll see that and I'll, I'll just. But this world is a battleground for your soul. Your soul is at stake. And sin's insidious workings tries to weave itself around. And in Romans 6 and 23, it tells us very, very plainly, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. For the payment of sin is death. Sin brings forth death. Have you ever waited for a paycheck? I used to be in construction, and that was the scariest times that I've ever lived in because every time you wanted to go somewhere, you're waiting on a check. You got to go find somebody and pick up the check, and if they know you're looking for them, they may not be found. And so it's... it's but think about this. How would, it, how would it please you, those that work a job, and at the end of the week you say, you know what, forget that. I'm just going to, it's on me this week. 
How many of y'all have ever done that? Hands all over the place. Wow, look at everybody responding. I would be pretty sure of saying that nobody has ever done that. Except me. I'm a good guy. <clears throat> Not really. Uh, no, we don't do that. Why? Because we love that paycheck. You know, we put the hours in. We deserve it. And so we, we look to get that. And, and, but how would it be if we really understood that Satan's payment for sin, what he expects, what he exacts, steals our victory, steals our peace of mind, steals our joy, steals our very walk with God, steals everything that is important to us because the wages of sin is death. Sin's payback is death. Sin's wisteria is ever encroaching. Little by little, it will attempt to enter your life. But understand, it doesn't stop there. What does the devil desire? To kill, steal, and destroy. That's what he wants to do with your life. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life. And that more abundantly. Jesus said, I've come that you might live. And that's not just breathing and eating, but that is living, enjoying life. Uh, enjoying the, the, the great gift of life because uh, life is a tremendous gift. Just think of it as you go out and, and in the spring morning or in the fall afternoon as you feel that, that, that cool uh, temperature and the, the sun is not real hot or you smell that, that morning and you smell the smells of, uh, of the flowers and, and all of the stuff in the air and hear the birds sing and all of, all of those things. Life is a wonderful thing. Life is, is full of joy and purpose. And, and uh, as we work and as we, as we, uh, as we begin to, to look forward in, in our work and in our planning, in our jobs, it's, it's, it's not just a drudgery, but, but it should be a hope within us, a, a, a life within us that, that we're providing for us, our families, and we're providing because one of the most disappointing times that you could ever have is when you're not involved in some kind of work. You might think, man, if I could just ever kick back. You know, on a Sunday afternoon, especially when it's raining, you know, you're through with church, Church is over. You feel good about it. And man, as that rain goes, that recliner goes back and whoo, has some good Z's. But you know what? The most boring thing you can ever do is when you're sick and you can't get out of it. You'd say, I'll give anything to get out of this chair. The thing that you like so well, the thing that you look forward to so well, 
you don't care for. But it's but when you begin to work, when you put your your work together, when you begin to to plan, when you plan your life, there's nothing like going to sleep at night not worrying about anything and to feel the peace of God that goes beyond understanding in your life and and when you wake and and uh, <clears throat> you don't say good lord morning you say <clears throat> good morning lord where it's enjoyable where life is fun where life is enjoyable but sins wages steal that joy sins wages take away that that uh uh that wonder sins wages take away the peace that you might feel and so sins wisteria encroaches little by little a little bit at a time but he's the destroyer he will attempt to crumble your very foundation if he can Many of you may not even be aware, but you've changed. You're allowing things that you said you never would. We need to hear the Word of God. Sometimes we get too close to the edge. There's a door that perhaps you've opened that you can't close by yourself. You need the Lord. You need God to touch you. Watchman, what's going on? What do you really see? I see a national chain of events that is spreading all over our country. I see things that, that are, would never been a part of our country are now allowed. I see people that are slamming other people right and left. And I say that literally. Hope you get that. I see things happening. I, I see animosity everywhere you look. The only answer is Jesus Christ. But listen, we must understand that we're Christians. We must understand that we've got a call of God in our life. We must understand that the Lord is speaking through us and, and God wants to take us to a special place with Him. God wants to give us victory. God wants to give us joy. You know, so many times a message like this would be looked at something as, as wow, man, <clears throat> He's hammering us again tonight. Oh, no, no, this, this, is, this is encouraging you. This is, is uh, waking you up. This is something that will cause us to stir and say, hey, listen, uh, my family, we're not watching that. My family, we're not reading that. My family, we're not going there. We're not going to those websites. That's not allowed for us because it places us in a position that, that will steal our joy and rob us of everything that we know of. Cultural boundaries meshing so well that you can't tell the men from the women. Sexual perversions becoming accepted. Drugs, alcohol, and sex numbing the mind. 
and searing the conscious. Famous last words. Hey, I can handle this. I can handle it. Pastor, listen, listen, this, this is no big deal. I know, I, you know, I know, you know, famous last words. You know, I, I've had several people in my lifetime tell me this. I'm not backslid. You know what? Everyone that ever told me that was backslid. When you have to say I'm not backslid, you're doing some things that you know that you're not supposed to do. But God wants to touch you. God wants to move upon you. God wants to give you His Spirit that, that, that He can move in, in, in difficult situations because we all face trials. We all face uh, toils of life. We all face difficult situations in life. But when we have the Lord with us, God steps in and He makes things that are wrong right. God changes things. God uh, intercedes for us in times of trouble, in times of difficulty. God speaks through our family. When we call upon God, God is there. When we are desperate for Him and nobody else could help, God God is always there. Amen. Over and over through my life, I remember there are times, there have been times that, that I have, uh, have, have felt so down. There have been times that I have felt like that, that there was nothing I could do, that a situation had gone beyond my control, and I have come to the Lord. I've either, either come to this house or found me a place of prayer. I've dug into the Word, and every time, folks, bar none, every time God has always stepped in and made a way for me to escape, made a way for me to regain my joy and my happiness in Him. Praise God. Hallelujah. How wonderful God is. How incredible are the ways of God. You see, you can't afford to gamble away your soul. Don't be deceived by the beauty of an appearance. It's intrusive. It's what sin is. It doesn't take no for an answer after it gets in. It's not a gentleman. It's provocative. It's exciting and intoxicating. But understand, sin is deadly. Understand that sin will lead you down a wrong path till one day you will not discern what's right or what's wrong. You first feel guilty, condemned, you know, I've had people tell me this, but you know, it's, it's not so bad now, Pastor, so I must be okay. Oh, no. No, that's the way sin does. Little by little as it begins to crawl into your life, as it begins to weave and wrap itself around. Did you forget? Don't you re remember? Sin, like wisteria, doesn't coexist with anything. It doesn't coexist. It, it, it doesn't make sure that the things that, that you value are, are left okay. It kills them. It destroys the things that you value. Every moment it's allowed to go unchecked, a little more of God is being choked out. A little more of God 
leaves. Sensitivity toward God disappears. The voice of God becomes a whisper and then silence. It's not that God's not speaking. It's not that God's not still reaching. But this stuff is all around and you can't hear it anymore. You've blocked it out. The voice of God sends appetite craves more and more and more. It gets to the point that right and wrong seem one and the same. You cannot differentiate between the two. But most crushing is the gentle voice of God. It's silent. Listen to what God instructed Moses. He said, <clears throat> he said listen, when you come into the land of Canaan, I'm going to give you some specific instructions. You've got to do this. Are, are you hearing me? Are you listening right now? Listen to me. In, in, in Exodus 34 and verse 13, but you shall destroy their altars, break their images, and cut down their groves. This is what God told them to do. Destroy the altars, cut down the groves, break the images. Why? You cannot let sin go unchecked in your life. Watchman, what of the night? Watchman, what do you see in my life? I see the ever-encroaching powers of darkness trying to infiltrate the church. I see ever-encroaching powers of darkness trying to infiltrate society. The answer is, we must be passionate about God. The answer is, we must reach to God like never before. The answer is, we must not loosen our prayer life. We must not give up our fast days. We must not give up our praise and worship to God. But you don't realize, that, you know, I've just had a, a rough day today. It's been a, a tough day today. I don't think I'm going to make it to church tonight. And I know I'm preaching to the choir because you guys are here. But we come and in the spirit of apathy, the spirit of, well, you know, I'm just so tired. But have you ever come into the service so tired? Have you ever come into service sick and you enter into the presence of God and suddenly everything changes? Oh, there's a wonder of the power of the Holy Ghost. God begins to move and God begins to touch us in an incredible way when we feel that presence and we feel that power of God as God begins to move upon us. Watchmen, what of the night? Listen to what Jeremiah 4 and 7 says. The lion has come up from his thicket and the destroyer of the Gentiles is on his way. He has gone forth from his place to make thy land desolate, and thy city shall be laid waste without an inhabitant. Ladies and gentlemen, the lion has been loosed in society. The destroyer is on his way. But listen, it's not too late. Close the doors that you have opened to allow Satan's works in your life. Repent of the sin and ask God for the miracle of the changing of the mind. You see, 
the Lord gives us a spirit of hope, a spirit of faith in Him, looking as when we began to reach out to Him, there is something that pushes back the darkness. When we reach out to the Lord, when we give our hearts, when we consecrate our hearts and lives to the Lord, it pushes back the darkness. It refuses all of that stuff and that junk. This world is, the reason it is in a, in a mess, it's depressed. Things are hopeless. There's no joy. There's, there's no happiness. There's no contentment. There's nothing like that. Why? It's because of sin. But we, the people of the church, we have the Word of God. We have a, an altar that we can come that's always open for us. We have the presence of God that moves in our lives and the Spirit of God that overshadows us and we are close to Him and, and we, we call to Him and He answers. We, we pray and we seek out the Lord. We worship and suddenly our eyes are opened and peace comes flowing in like a river. And joy begins to flood up in our souls. Yes, the house payment is still due. Yes, there's not much extra. There's stuff that I'm behind. And there's things that I've got to take care of. And there's things that look hopeless. And there's, there's I've lost my job and it's just the pressure is there. It doesn't matter what you face. It doesn't matter how difficult life might be. But if you can find a place in God, there is hope. If you can find a place in God, there is joy. If you can find a place in God, God will speak to you. God will open doors for you. God will supply. What does His Word say? What does His Word say? He'll supply our, your every need, doesn't it? Do you think God lied in that? No, He didn't. He'll supply it for you. But what He's waiting for you and I to do is He's waiting for you and I to approach Him. Perhaps He's withholding the blessings on our life simply to get our attention. Perhaps He's brought some trial upon our life to get, to, to get our attention. <clears throat> you see, husbands and wives... When you leave this house today, you're going to have to settle some things. You're going to have to set some perimeters in your life. You're going to have to establish some things. You can't coexist with sin. God is calling you and I to a place of commitment. The convicting power of God is moving in this sanctuary today. Come on. Would you hear what Brother Nichols, pastor, said? Pray the word into your spirit. Pray that word into your spirit and let it bring conviction. Let it bring hope and help to my life. Hallelujah. The devil wants to steal, kill, and destroy. But the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The protection of the Almighty is upon me. The angels of the Lord are round about those that fear and trust in the Lord.
when you begin to pray every morning, when you dig into the Word of God, you dispatch angels out to displace places of darkness. You cause the joy of the Lord to begin to rise within you. You cause hope to arise. And in fact, in spite of everything that I have said <clears throat> about sin and every negative thing, if you will forsake sin, if you will lean upon the Lord, if you'll repent of your sins, God can let the joy flow and flood in your life. The happiness, the cleanness, wow, the blessings of God that God maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow. Shall we stand? Hallelujah. You see, the presence of the Lord is here. What God wants more than anything else. I remember uh, we had a, had a singer here one time, and he, he had this song that he wrote or, or something that he wrote. I forget what he called it, but it just simply said, God's not trying to get you out. He's trying to get you home. That's what he's trying to do. He's not trying to hurt you. He's not trying to cause pain or sorrow in your life. God wants you to be blessed. God wants you to be happy. God wants you to be free. God wants you to love life and enjoy life. And God has life for you. When you forsake sin, you really, really live. When you forsake what's wrong in your life, you really, really live. And the presence of God moves mightily upon us. Hallelujah. Could we do that right now? Could you just pray? Could you pray this Word of God into your spirit? God, let this Word of God settle in my spirit mightily. Let this Word of God bring conviction let this Word of God bring warning to me, Lord Jesus. Let this Word of God wash me and cleanse me, Lord. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my iniquities, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord, let my sins be far, far from me, Lord. Oh, God, let them be cast into the sea of forgetfulness, Lord, to be remembered no more, Lord God, and let me walk in the freshness and a newness of your spirit. Hallelujah. Praise God.